I admit to being freaked out about podcasting until I discovered Anchor. First off, it's free. It has creation tools that allow me to record and edit podcasts. Most importantly to me, it distributed my podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot of others. Yeah, it also allows me the opportunity to make money on my podcast, which is a win. But most important overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's a huge win. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. Welcome back. We are real excited to be with you today for the first time in four months, 100 plus days since March 11th. We actually get to talk basketball games as opposed to basketball news, right? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It doesn't get any better than this for fans, and uh, we're fans. Uh, we are Peach Basket. Ah. We are fans of the game. We are the voice of the fan. And uh, after talking about um, – God, all the, we've been talking about the bubble, and we've been talking about what ifs. We've been talking about uh, new additions. Uh, we finally get to talk game. Now, the games were scrimmages. They don't count. Um, but there's a lot, I think, when we look at the Lakers and the Clippers and their three games, uh, Gianni and I are going to kind of discuss what surprised us. Um, we're going to discuss what concerns us. And then we're going to go back to a topic that we have been talking about a lot kind of as we prep for the um, – the bubble games, and that is who's the LA favorite to win it all. Uh, I know, Gianni, you've been consistent. I think I've been consistent. Have the three games that we've seen so far change your mind? So let's start number one with what surprised us. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and kick it off, and then 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 I'll, I'll kick Perfect. it to you. Um, first thing I want to kind of say is we want to talk specifically about the Clippers, the Clippers and the Lakers specifically, but I was really surprised at the level of play overall. Every game I saw, uh, these guys, I mean, they stayed in shape for the most part. Um, they looked good. These were not um, horrible games. These weren't garbage games. These, these I mean, these were good games. Uh, they, the games were played with passion. Um, and that's not just true for the Lakers and the Clippers, but every game I watched, uh, that kind of surprised me because I really thought it was going to take, you know, two, three games um, for guys to get their legs. I, I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, everybody looked good, which uh, I think is, is good for the game. Um, and I, I was also pleasantly surprised, just again, general observation, by the fact that the games were engaging. Um, you know, Gianni, you and I talked a lot about how, in my opinion, no crowds, no home court, piped in, you know, crowd noise. All that stuff was going to really deteriorate the game. I, I thought that was going to be not as fun to watch. But, I mean, from the get-go, from the tip, from game one, I was engaged, man. The games were fun. Um, it, it, the guys were into it. The level of play was good. Uh, I, I'm still not digging the crowd noise. Uh, today's game, they put, put uh, you know, Zoom – it, it kind of looked like you and I watching the game, you know, on the big yeah, screen. That, 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 the Zoom fans in there. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I don't know. I, I've been a little critical about stuff like that, but people keep pushing back and tell me, listen, they're just trying stuff, and I get that. Um, 
but I thought that was kind of kind of weird. But overall, gameplay phenomenal. Really excited. Um, before I kick it off and, and start talking about specific things that the Lakers surprised me about, did you have any kind of general observations uh, about the gameplay so far? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't know if it's just because I've been missing basketball so much or right. what the deal was, but like it was just awesome to see him play. They came out some dudes like Jokic. It looks like he's in better shape, which I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. We got some, but player players look fresh. They look ready, yeah. and uh, I mean, it felt it felt like a scrimmage to me. It did like it felt like a pro am summer league thing. But there's really nothing you could do about that with no fans. Like you said, uh, they're going to try their best to pipe in the crowd noise, get the the digital fans and stuff. But I think once yeah. the the actual competition ramps up, then it'll start to feel even more like like a basketball game so right yeah, I, I would just have to have it back like looking at highlight it was good to have highlights back again like just yeah. you know it's it, it feels real now it didn't it it's didn't back. feel real yeah it didn't feel real until it actually happened right to me no agreed agreed and i want to be real clear the one problem i had and i'm sure they're going to get it right but this is the very first game so this is probably the first time they tried pipe i think it was the second game not the first but they piped in uh noise crowd noise and lebron had a breakaway dunk and he windmailed it you know lebron doesn't do these things uh, without a little bit of flair and it was a laker home game supposed to be and all you heard from the crowd noise was a groan you know and it was just <laughs> so rough you know it was just so wrong um that you know but again i tweeted I didn't like it. People push back and I get it. They'll get it right. Um, but all right, let's kind of get into specifics now for the Lakers specifically. Okay. I'll kick it off, kick it over to you. I was really surprised at how good Deion waiters looked. Um, I remember seeing him in Cleveland. I didn't watch him much in Miami. And I, you know, I heard the news. I heard he was a bit of a cancer, you know, he had issues, but man, he's playing really, really well. Um, I think overall, you know, um, losing Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo um, is, was, is really going to hurt the Lakers. But if they can get Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith to do the offensive stuff they're doing and then get Danny Green, uh, KCP, and Caruso to kind of hunker down the defense, they might be okay. Um, it's still a bit of a concern, but Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith were crucial. For, it was crucial for them to play well for the Lakers to really have a legitimate chance. I thought because they were really short uh, at the short um, at, at the guard side um, at guard play. They, they just, they lost too much, but these guys came through, man. And I was really, really surprised. Deion waiters was consistent. J.R. Smith, not so much, but today uh, he led the team uh, with 20 points. And, um, you know, I'm proud to uh, admit that uh, we coined a great name for the duo. Uh, you know, Deion Waiters, they call him, uh, they call him Philly Cheese. Um, in the bubble, they're calling him Bubble Cheese. J.R. Smith has always been J.R. Swish. So, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just tweeting and I'm like, okay, man, this, these, this duo from now until forever is called Swish Cheese. It's perfect. Boom. You're welcome. I love it. So, I love it. Swish, right? Swish Cheese with 30 points tonight. No, pardon, 38 points tonight. And, and really looked good doing it. So that, to me, it was a very pleasant surprise that I saw uh, in the Lakers three games. What you notice? Uh, I don't know about a surprise, but LeBron looked fresh. He looked like the most explosive dude on the court. There was a, yeah. He had like a steal and a breakaway, and no one's catching him. So the four months of just 
uh, like recouping and stuff seemed to really help Braun. Uh, looks like the Lakers are having fun too, man. They're like they're getting hyped. They're throwing alley oops. That's always yeah. good to see. As far as like Jr. and uh, Dion goes, I mean, with them, it's just you never know. It's hit or miss. Dion could drop thirty. He could drop zero in a game. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you're saying about the offense and defense thing too, it's it's all it's all true. Like th- they have they seem to have like two really good offensive guys, two really good defensive guys. And then Danny Green can kind of go back and forth, but right. I don't know if there's anyone that they can trust to play both sides. So I'm curious to see yeah. what goes on uh, in like a crunch time lineup. It's probably just going to be who's who's got the hot hand, which is mm-hmm. kind of nice. If Dion has a hot hand, you leave him in. Jr. Right. You leave him in, kind of thing. So, but I mean, it just it just seems like Bron's on a mission. We kind of knew he would be, but to see him like re-energize and looking like the the most athletic dude on the court again, that was the thing that stood out to me the most. Yeah. No, agreed. And and I got a little crow on that because I've said more than once that LeBron at 35 was going to take a little while to get his legs. Uh, nah, <laughs> he's he he is who we all think he is. He's uh, he's he's just spectacular. Yeah, he looks fresh, man. He looks ready to go. And, and you bring up a really good point regarding you know the, the really good offensive side and the really good defensive side. I think what Vogel might do is try a mixture of you know having you know KCP you know to defend or Danny Green to defend with Dion, you know, so you, you have one guy who kind of is really good at both, um, you know, or, or one thing, right? You get your defender, you got your offensive guy uh, and really feed the hot hand, like you said. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I think the Lakers have a huge advantage because these eight games, they got to win two or three, I think, to solidify playoff spots. So they don't have to win them all. They can continue to uh, experiment with our lineup. So I think we'll see Mm -hmm. a lot of that. All right. Let me uh, jump into the Clippers. Um, Same kind of thing. As far as a surprise uh, watching the Clippers, I was really surprised by Yannick Noah. Uh, These are the new guys, right? These are the guys that we thought, at least I thought we're going to take some time to integrate. Deion Waiters is looking good. J.R. Smith is looking good. Yannick Noah is looking really good. Um, And the Lakers really need him because Trez uh, is out. Now he's back, but he had to leave for a while. Um, Zubats was out. So they really needed him. They started him. Uh, But he's been playing really good. Uh, He's exactly what you'd expect from a veteran big. He doesn't make mistakes. He gets the boards. His passing is really good. Uh, I had to laugh today. Brian Seaman said uh, it was kind of a last-minute shot, last-second shot. Noah had the ball, and he chucked it up. And Seaman goes, awkward shot by Noah. And, and my reply is, I've been every shot Noah takes is an awkward shot. Right. Yeah. So right. it would be news if it said, wow, that was a nice stroke by Noah. But uh, that aside, he looks really good. And I think great pickup um, for the Clippers who were already stacked. Uh, so that was my 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 surprise call out for the, for the Clippers. What would you got? What would you see? Same. I'm kind of going how I did the Lakers. I'm, I'm kind of looking more towards the stars. And it's the same thing, PG. PG looks healthy, and uh, yeah. I don't know if he was healthy at all during the season, but those months to recoup his shoulders and stuff, he's looking kind of like old PG, and that's scary. Yeah, it is. That's scary. Yeah, you know, the, the thing with the Lakers and the Clippers, and those are the teams we've concentrated on all season, honestly, for the last three seasons, what's what's ultimately scary about them is they've got two absolute studs, right, in, in, in AD and LeBron and uh, PG and Kawhi. And if those four guys, you know, collectively on their teams are, are clicking and healthy, uh, man, they're just, they're unstoppable. Um, and and getting to watch them both 
fight for that final spot is going to be uh, really, really, really exciting. Let's hope we get to see it. All right, let's jump now then to concerns. Um, we had three games to watch both teams. Um, I'll start with the Lakers. Uh, and I kind of alluded to this a little bit. But they lost Avery Bradley, who is a really good defender and having a really good season. Uh, the Lakers do not beat the Clippers in the last uh, season before the restart without Avery Bradley. I think he had 20 some odd points. He, you know, that's obviously not his game. He's not going to you know, light it up. But he's going to defend. He's he can have a game when he hits 15, 20, or you know, contributes 15, 20 points. Uh, he's a good player. He's not there. Uh, Rondo, believe it or not, this kind of shocked me. But he leads the guards, uh, the Laker guards, in defensive um, uh, defensive rating. Um, it's it, so you know. I, again, that's what you typically see from from vets. You know, they're savvy. They know how to defend. And I'm not a big Rondo fan. I think playoff Rondo is you know, uh, long gone. Um, but you, you can't deny the numbers. He was leading the team in defensive rating. Bradley was having a great defensive season. I'm concerned about their backcourt. Uh, certainly uh, Swiss cheese looks good. Uh, they're going to put up points, but it doesn't matter, right? Because you you got to stop the other side. And so, you know, w- when I look at this team, I think that uh, – Caruso's got to come through. Caruso's got to play big minutes and got to defend like we know we can. KCP's got it. He's a good defender, um, but he's got to defend with some consistency. And of course, Danny Green, I think he's the one consistent uh, player here. But yeah, Caruso, you know, ups and downs. Uh, KCP defensively ups and downs. And then you got, you know, the two newcomers who could certainly light it up. But like you said, next game, man, we, we might not see him. And, and ultimately, that's a concern for, for, for the uh, the Lakers. Guard play for sure. But then, you know, I think they've got three players like that. I think uh, Dion c- can go for 20 and, and be, you know, invisible the next day. So can J.R. Smith. So can Kyle Kuzma. Um, now, you get all three of these guys hitting on all cylinders. Keep Nobody's going to beat the Lakers. But mm-hmm. I just don't think we've seen that consistency for these guys, and that's a concern for the Lakers. What do you see uh, as a point of concern for purple and gold? I'm I'm kind of right there with you. Who who are the five players that you're going to trust in crunch time in the finals if you're the Lakers? You know, mm-hmm. I just don't I don't see a cohesive five. I see, I mean, Bron AD can carry you far, but if you're playing against someone like the Clippers and the duos kind of cancel each other out, then you're going to go to the next guys. And I just don't see the Lakers having uh, a cohesive five that can, that can play D that can score, you know, and the Clippers are just deeper. If we're, if we're going to compare, if we're comparing those teams. And I mean, you're talking about like, uh, like uh, a backcourt downgrade from Rondo and Avery Bradley, which isn't the most uh, like high, high tech backcourt to begin with. You know what I'm saying? And we're talking about a downgrade from that. So yeah, I'm worried about the backcourt. I'm worried about the cohesiveness. The, it's just a lot of streaky guys with Braun, AD, and Danny Green. Those are three guys you can trust. And then the rest is is just yeah. all kind of wild, wild cards. So, I mean, if they get hot for four games, they can win it all. But right. you, need, you need that to happen. You, you, you're kind of taking a gamble every game. Yeah, and that's the thing with the Lakers. It, there's ifs, right? If. LeBron, uh, yeah, well, LeBron's a, a solid. Yeah, it, there's no if around AD, but you know, if KC, uh, KCP can defend and, and and contribute, if Kyle Kuzma has a breakout game and, and hits six out of seven threes, like I think he did in the second scrimmage, um, if J.R. Smith uh, can contribute, 
there's ifs. Uh, and I don't disagree with you, man. If all of that happens, I don't see anybody beating the Lakers. Uh, but they just haven't. Those players haven't proven that they can do it consistently. Uh, which takes us to the Clippers. Our focus is these two uh, LA teams, the best teams in the association for my money, and they both happen to be here, which is pretty exciting for us. And I I hate to do this to the Clippers and to Clipper Nation, but when I look at this team, I don't see a whole lot of concerns, man. Um, I mean, Lou Williams is out. He's going to miss a game or two, I think, of the eight uh, because he had to have his wings, uh, and you can't fault a man for having – you know, 100%. A, a wing uh, itch that he had to scratch. Uh, he did his thing and it cost him two games. But, you know, this is the thing about the Clippers, man. You, you, you lose somebody like Williams, six men of the year, three-time winner, you know, likely going to be top five uh, in the category this year. And, and you bring in somebody like Reggie Jackson, who's a veteran presence who, you know, isn't that, that caliber necessarily, but he's a good player and he's going to fill that gap. These guys don't have a weakness, man. When you, when you look at them, I just don't see a weakness. I think the biggest concern for the Clippers is health, you know, which is a concern for everybody. But, um, you know, when you look at their backcourt, it's solid. Their defenders, when you look at their frontcourt, it's stacked. You know, you, you can make an argument that, you know, Zubats as a center is, is uh, you know, not necessarily, you know, proven entity. Uh, he's not a stretch five. He's not going to hit. Oh, right on, man. Rosie Baseball, appreciate that tip very much. I found out today you got to pay to be able to leave those tips. So that means a lot to us, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Appreciate uh, very you. Very much so. Um, so that's probably the only thing we could look at. But then, you know, when you sit Zubats, you got somebody like Yannick Noah. Uh, you got somebody like uh, Montrez Harrell, who will likely win the sixth man of the year. So it's hard pressed, man, to find a weakness outside of, you know, complacency, which I just don't think the Clippers, you know, how to know how to be complacent. Um, and really just health. Um, you know, and, I, and I read today that when you look at the Clippers guys, you know, Kawhi, PG, their stars, Patrick Beverly, these are guys that weren't high draft picks. These are guys that weren't, you know, big college stars necessarily. These, these, these weren't the guys like LeBron, you know, uh, even like even AD. These guys have had to scrimp and save and work hard. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that makes them any better than LeBron or AD. I'm not saying that. But there's a mentality it comes when you have to work hard to get where you are. Um, and the Clippers have that, I think, collectively. Um, and I, I don't, I just don't see a, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm copping out, but I, I don't see a big weakness. Did you spot any? I mean, it's for me, it's, it's, there's two things. Uh, cohesiveness. Are they going to be able to, to get mm-hmm. their groove? People missing games. I, people have brought that up for the whole season. It, it hasn't really bothered me. Like, I think they'll be fine when they're on the court. Just get a, get get your best dudes on the court. They'll figure it out. Uh, the only thing for the Clippers is is maybe their seeding. They might have a little tougher tougher road to the Western Conference Finals. They got to yeah. play Luca. If if the, if Dallas stays at seven, you're playing Luca. Then you could potentially play the Nuggets, who I think people are sleeping on as well, who are a yeah. tough matchup. So I mean, they're gonna have a tough road to the finals. But if if their guys are healthy and their guys are playing at their peaks, I I don't see anybody touching them. Yeah. A you know, great point in terms of, um, you know, matchups. Uh, I think everybody in the West is going to have a rough road, um, but you're right. The Clippers right now, when you look at who's ahead of them, um, they could get bumpy. I think these next eight games, there's going to be some shuffling. So it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. 
But let's talk about that as it relates to the Lakers, because I think that, and we've talked about this as well, that Portland's going to take that eighth spot. Uh, I just think, you know, they, they got, uh, I forget his name, man, the, the big that messed up his ankle really bad. Um, but uh, they got him back. Is, uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yusef Nurkic. Boom. Uh, they got him back. I didn't know he was coming back. Uh, so all of a sudden, this team that was already dangerous and already has got a guy in Dame Lillard with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, now they got the team back. And um, I think they're going to be dangerous. I think they're going to get the eighth spot. And I think they're going to give the Lakers some trouble. I don't think the Lakers, are, you know, are, are, they're going to be tested by the Blazers. I don't necessarily think the Blazers are going to beat them. But I wouldn't be shocked to see that go six, seven games. Um, so uh, seeding is important for sure. Um, but, yeah, I think that's going to be a, a pretty interesting first-round matchup uh, should the Blazers get there. Um, this isn't something, and I hate to kind of throw this on you, but, you know, we're making good time. And you brought up something that I had a conversation with somebody else about today. So I want to bounce this off of you. We talked about the chemistry, the cohesiveness of the, the Clippers as a concern. Um, but one of the things that I see on NBA Twitter a lot, and I get it, but it kind of is a bit of a pet peeve of mine. It is, you know, when you see the players on the bench just rooting for each other and you, you see afterwards that they're, you know, they're playing together, they're little ping pong, they're hanging out. And people love to say, oh, man, look at that camaraderie, man. They, these guys love each other. It's fun to watch. And as a fan, you want your team to, you know, like each other. It's good, and, and I think there's certainly some advantage of liking the guy you're playing with on the court. But, you know, I think back to Shaq and Kobe, who, you know, I, I mean, listen, a lot of ton of respect between the two of them, of course. But we know they almost came to blows, right, when they were yeah. out there winning championships. I'd rather have teams that play well together over teams that, you know, have this chemistry, right? I think it's great, obviously, to have both. But there have been a ton of teams, I'm sure, that didn't necessarily like each other. I know it happens a lot in baseball. The uh, the Oakland A's of yesteryear were famous for brawling. Um, the Yankees uh, that won World Series, they didn't like each other, man. Uh, but they won. So I'd rather have a team that wins over a team that likes each other. And so when I see all of that on Twitter, it just kind of bugs me because I don't see. I I I think it most you know might get it might give you a game out of 82. It's not necessary. There are teams that liked each other that never made the playoffs. There's teams that hated each other and won it all. Uh, no big deal, Preach. just a bit of a pet peeve. What do you think? No, I, I think you were pre you said it all. You were preaching right there. Um, I'm right there with you. Uh, I mean, getting along off the court is great. Does it translate to wins? I don't think so. Get, give yeah. me give me the best players who play well together on the court. I can um, care less if they if they like each other off the court. It's nice, like, but I mean, I was watching I was watching the Jazz scrimmage today. There's supposed to be between uh, yeah. Donovan Mitchell and Gobert. I saw D Mitchell make a nice bounce pass to Gobert. Like, it's not it, as long as you're still passing the ball and making the right basketball plays. It really doesn't matter how you feel about the dude off the court if you're still playing right ball on. together. So, yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. Boom. And, you know, and it is about maturity, right? Because I remember back, this is probably 10, 15 years ago, God, maybe longer, but Stefan Mar Marbury played for uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves and he was their star. And then Kevin Garnett, you know, gets drafted, plays really well. And I might be getting the order wrong, but at some point they were playing together. And this, these two had, a, had an opportunity to be a great duo in the NBA. But what happened was, 
KG ended up signing a contract that ended up making more money than Marbury. So Marbury is like, and this again, this talks about maturity. Marbury's like, how, how am I going to pass him the ball? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to pass him the ball. He doesn't, I, he, he makes more money than me. And he was put off by the fact that this guy earned more money than him. And, and then basically, obviously, they, you know, they got rid of Marbury. He went to China and, and had some success. And KG became, you know, who he is. Um, and so at the end of the day, it's, it's maturity. When you're out there and you don't like the player, but he's wide open, he's going to win you a game, you're going to pass him the ball. Um, and uh, I, it doesn't matter if you like him or not, man. I, I, yeah. I just think it matters. Right on. Okay, let's finish with this. Um, and again, you've been real consistent. I think I've been consistent, but let's talk about it. Now we've had three games to kind of assess both teams. Which of the LA teams, the Lakers or the Clippers, do you see as the favorite? to win it all or you know let's in, in in memory of tony who couldn't be with us today who loves to drop bombs on us <laughs> is there some other team that is your favorite to win it all what do you got i'll let you start and then i'll finish up i mean like you said uh, i've been clipped since the beginning of the year i don't see any reason to pick against them uh pg looks better than he has in the past i think i think they'll be fine i'm sticking with the clips if i was going to give two sleeper teams though uh Denver, I think a lot of people sleep on Denver. Denver has the potential to maybe make some noise. And out of the East, this is going to be a little surprising. Philly, I think Philly is sneaky. Really? I think Philly's sneaky if they can get their, if they can get their stuff together just with their, their length and their defense and having Embiid, who can be the best player on the court in a given game or a given series, and Simmons, who's shooting yeah. threes now. You know what I mean? If he yeah. unlocks something like – they're at the beginning of the season, like I penciled them in from the East and the Clippers are from the West and Philly's been kind of disappointing, but if they can get their stuff together, I think they can, they can kind of, they can make some noise out of the East too. So those are my two sleepers, but I mean, uh, I put money on the Clippers at the beginning of the season. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I've already spent that money. I'm good. So nice. I, I got the clips right on. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I, they just look unstoppable right now. The, I think the only way that these, this team doesn't at least make it to the finals is if, they implode somehow. Uh, we talked about health. If something happens, if there's, you know, uh, you know, uh, another trip to uh, to uh, Wing Central. It wasn't Wing Central. It wasn't Wing Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but if he can't help himself, and Lou's got to go out there and grab some more. Yeah, there's things that we don't know about, of course. But yeah, all things being equal, every player healthy, every player playing. Clippers don't have a weakness, man. And um, I, I just don't think anybody in the West or the East could beat them. Um, right on. Well, that's everything, man. Jose, do you, do you have a sleeper? You have a sleeper? Yeah, you know, just someone, someone you're looking at. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and and I thought as you were saying it, I just had to think to myself, you know, who's my sleeper team? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know. I, I don't think anybody in the West is going to be good enough to get past either one of the LA teams. So, yeah. yeah kind of thinking out loud here now I, I just don't I don't see anybody doing it the only team that and, and I don't like them I'm not a fan of this team but you know Houston intrigues me uh, but again I, I just don't think that they they, they can beat the Lakers or the Clippers in the seven game series so for me it really is about the east whoever gets to the east or whoever makes it through the east and and, and plays you know either the Lakers or the Clippers can they beat this team um, you know Milwaukee beat the Clippers uh, Milwaukee beat the Lakers so you'd be silly to think that they couldn't do it. Um, Milwaukee has a chance. I, I, I think um, Eric Bledsoe is, I don't think he's back and he's a key cog for that team. 
So, you know, certainly the Bucks, but that's not a sleeper, you know. Um, I, I think the only team, you know, if you're pushing me and, and you kind of are and, and appreciate it, um, yeah, Toronto. I'll hang my hat on Toronto. Toronto's the defending champions. It It matters. It means something. They want to prove, you know, that they're good without Kawhi. Um, Yeah, I think what's going to hurt Toronto most is that they don't get to play in Toronto. Playing there is crazy. Uh, Those fans Mm -hmm. are unbelievable, and they're going to lose that, so that might hurt them a little bit. But, uh, you know, Toronto would scare me because they're they're a team without a superstar. And um, those teams don't often win in the NBA but it's happened before. And, and uh, you know, we saw, what was it? The Washington Nationals in baseball last uh, season win the World Series with, you know, when they had absolutely no chance to do it. This is a weird year. This is a weird season. Uh, so right. if you get the, the Raptors in against either LA team and they get hot and they know they're the champs, uh, this is their crown to, to take, that would be scary. So there's my sleep. I like it. Right I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, man. Well, great. This is fun. We appreciate uh, all of you that joined and, and listened in. We appreciate all of you. Thank you. Um, we are going to be uh, recapping every game. At least that's the intent. Uh, life's going to get in the way sometimes. We'll likely miss one or two, but we're going to try to come on and uh, talk after every Lakers and Clippers games. Um, certainly the eight and then well into the playoffs because uh, we know both are going to make it and probably have nice long runs. So, We'll be back uh, Thursday when we finally get to see the Lakers and the Clippers uh, in a battle. You know, let me leave you with that. Who's going to win that game, Lakers and Clippers, uh, on Thursday? Lakers without Lou. um, No, pardon me. Clippers without Lou Williams. And the Lakers pretty much healthy, uh, except without the two guards we talked about. Who do you think is going to take that win? I I think Braun's going to come out and try to make a statement. Uh, all eyes on him, you know, he, he's not, he's not shy with the cameras. He's not, he's going to make a statement. He's going to come out. I'm, I'm going to say the Lakers in the first game. Okay. And I'm going to pick the Clippers just to be honoring. All right. Okay. We'll, okay. we'll be okay. back and see. All right. So we'll talk about it Thursday. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you. Sounds all right, good. John. Take it easy, Jose. Man.